The Playmakers Blog presents Fire on High. Featuring your host, Tyler O. What's going on, everyone? You're tuning into the Fire on High podcast. I am Tyler Orginski, and this is Tyler's 10 Tips for Week 6. The whole point of these podcasts is to deliver you concise fantasy advice in under 15 minutes. Let's dive in. Get Justin Jackson on your roster. I went over this last week when Justin Jackson was a bit cheaper, but I'm going to hammer it again, especially because they're on bye week this week and he could get dropped. And the fact that Justin Jackson is only owned in 44% of Yahoo Leagues is pretty wild to me. Anyways, a lot of hype surrounding Joshua Kelly. Even when Eckler went down in week four, it was a pretty even split. I took the bet that Justin Jackson is a more experienced and more talented back, and in week five, it looked as if that paid off. In that week five matchup against the Saints, that Chargers offensive line was really struggling. Jackson seemed to be better equipped with that, and the Chargers recognized that early on. Jackson truly walked into the role, including the pass game work. He was on the field for 63% of the passing snaps and was on 18% target share. He was clearly the running back in all third and long situations. For me, Justin Jackson is a low-end RB2 moving forward as long as Eckler is sidelined. I am not worried about Joshua Kelly. There is a chance Kelly takes some goal line work, but we're going to see a lot of Justin Jackson in the pass game. That is good. Get him on your rosters. Trade for him if you need to. He's enough to get you by, at least until Eckler comes back. Tip number two is me still pounding the damn table to trade Joe Mixon. Yeah, he did fine last week. It was decent. I think he had like 18 fantasy points. But again, looking at the peripherals, things are not good. The week before, though, easy trade away. He had a 40-burger. If he didn't do it, it's fine. There's still an opportunity to trade this guy away as he did see eight targets. But I'm not buying it. Not in the long run. This guy, Mixon, was on the bench for literally... Anytime there was a two-minute offense on the field, and he was not on the field at all for third and long situations. This has been the trend most of the season. In those games when Mixon puts up stinkers, it's because he's not on the two-minute offense, and he's not on the field in third and long situations. That did not change. Those eight targets are a fluke. Because of that, the targets are a fluke. He's still not a pass game back for whatever reason. Again, I've said this before. He's a great pass catcher. They're just not using him as such. He's not a guy that I really want at this point in time. If you can recoup some of that top 10 value, go ahead. Three guys that I would trade straight up for Mixon, Jonathan Taylor, CEH, and Miles Sanders. I would at least go give that a try. Shed yourself of future disappointment and move Mixon. Last week, I mentioned you should go out and acquire T.Y. Hilton. While he didn't smash by any means, he did have about 16 fantasy points depending on the format, and that definitely didn't sink you. While the points were fine, I did like what I saw from the peripherals. The usage was great. A story that I tell myself so I can sleep with all my Hilton chairs is the Colts haven't really trailed much this year prior to week five. They've been up, so they've been running the ball. Not much of a surprise. Then week five comes along and all of a sudden they need to pass early and often. So what do we see? We see Hilton snaps, routes, and targets absolutely explode. Imagine that. The Colts are down. They need to throw the ball. They're looking to T.Y. Hilton. Not only are they looking at T.Y. Hilton early and often, on pass routes when he's getting targets, he's usually the first look, which means they're designing plays still for T.Y. Hilton. I am not 
so afraid that Philip Rivers is dust. Yes, the guy is likely dust, but T.Y. Hilton's usage, the opportunity he's getting, is great. Next up, the Colts do have the Bengals, which they should easily smash, and then they go into their bye. But after that, there's some more competitive games going forward. I like T.Y. Hilton as a low-end wide receiver, too, in the second half of the season. It's a bit bold, but I'm saying right now, Hilton finishes the season as a top 30 wide receiver. Right now, he's not even in the top 50. You can get him for cheap. He might even be on waivers. Get Hilton on your team. I promise you, he's going to help you down the road. Sorry, I got ahead of myself. So tip number three was the Hilton tip. Tip number four is start Eric Ebron. The Lions fan in me dies every time I gas this guy up, but I want to help you win, so here we go. Ebron has at least a 75% snap rate over the last three weeks. He's on the field a lot, and this is a very important thing when we're trying to score fantasy points. He's seen at least five targets over the last three games and has caught at least five passes over the last two. Things are trending in the right direction for Mr. Ebron. Cleveland has been very bad against the tight end this year. Through five weeks, they have given up the second most catches to the tight end position and the ninth most yards. This equates to Cleveland allowing the fifth most fantasy points to tight end through five weeks. Start Ebron. It's as simple as that. Tip number five is go acquire Cowboys players, including Andy Dalton, as I believe he is a top 12 fantasy option going forward. As one of Dak's biggest fans... I'm absolutely gutted to see him hurt like that. I wish him nothing but the best and expect him to come back stronger than ever. With that said, I do not expect a huge drop-off in fantasy production from the Cowboys' assets. A drop-off to be sure, a small one, but gauging some reactions on Twitter and some of my leagues, I think people may be over-panicking on the Cowboys' skill position players. The Cowboys play six of their final ten fantasy-relevant games indoors and three others against the Redskins. Eagles, the Bengals, the schedule is not bad. The Cowboys defense is still terrible, that hasn't changed, and Dalton was a top 16 quarterback for pretty much his entire career in Cincinnati. Yes, he's a little older, he wasn't winning a lot of games in Cincinnati, but he's proven to be at least good, I expect him to at least be the game manager. Kellen Moore is still there, and I think he's the real reason Dak had a shot at that quarterback one overall, while Dalton seriously won't be in consideration for quarterback one overall. A top 12 finish is definitely available and possible for Mr. Andy Dalton. So if there's people in your league that are panicking about their Cowboys players because Andy Dalton is coming in, the Red Rocket is a bit of a reputation. Don't panic, stay the course. These Cowboys assets should not see much of a drop off. Tip number six, start and acquire TJ Hawkinson. We know the Lions had a bye last week, so we don't have stats on that, but prior to that, the amount of routes that TJ Hawkinson was running was steadily increasing as the weeks went on. They're using him more in the pass game, and that is reflected in the target share, as only Kenny Galladay has a larger chunk of that target share than TJ Hawkinson. He also leads the Lions in green zone looks on all pass plays, which means from the 0 to the 10 yard line, they're looking Hawkinson's way on pass plays more than anybody else. You add in the target share, you add in the green zone looks, you add in the routes run, and that's a pretty good thing on its own. But then, Lions draw the Jaguars, who surrender the fifth most fantasy points per game to the tight end position, and allow the second most fantasy points per pass attempt. Hawkinson is in line for a top 12 week. I know he's been a bit of disappointment lately. Get him on your team, start him, things are looking good for him in the future. Not only is he a top 12 play this week, I like him as a top 12 finish the rest of the year. 
Tip number seven is acquire Terry McLaurin. I don't have a ton of fun stats to toss at you, but I wanted to remind you that Terry is absolutely a top 12 wide receiver in the NFL. He had arguably one of the best rookie wide receiver seasons ever last year on the woeful Washington football team offense. While it would be a stretch for me to say that this Washington football team's offense is any better at this point, but that's also kind of my point, is he had a great year last year when things were terrible. Things are not going to get any worse. Maybe I'll eat my words on that, but I truly think things are not going to get worse than what we saw against the Rams last week. There is a short buy low window open with Terry McLaurin right now. If somebody views him not in the top 18 or not in the top 15, there's an opportunity for you to go grab a guy who will finish in the top 12. The guy is legit. The guy is very talented, and he's a target hog. Go get my guy, Terry McLaurin. Tip number eight. Bench all of your 49ers wide receivers. Obviously, we know Kittle is the number one pass-catching target for the Niners, but the rest of them are drawing a god-awful matchup against this Rams defense. For starters, the Rams' pass defense is currently 7th DVOA and giving up the second least amount of yards per pass. You can expect an almost 10-point fantasy drop off the average score from wide receivers when they play the Rams. To ball all of this up, and to put it simply... Through five weeks, the Rams have allowed the fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. Without a true alpha and you know Debo and Ayuk, I think are talented guys with Debo coming off the injury, Ayuk being a rookie. They need to see the bench this week. The defense is just too good. This game stats out as a Kittle-Mostert game. Not a Debo-Ayuk week. Keep them on your bench. Tip number nine, start and or acquire Justin Jefferson. Jefferson had a slow start before exploding in Week 3 versus the Titans and grabbing another 100 yards in Week 4 against the Texans. He had an absolute smash spot in Week 5 against the Seahawks, but seriously underperformed. A lot of people were very excited to pick this guy up and start him, and that did not happen in Week 5 to the expectations. While through five weeks, a few spots are better than the Seahawks for wide receivers, the Falcons could be one of those spots that's better than the Seahawks. Falcons defense is atrocious. At this point in time, we know literally just start all the dudes against the Falcons. And Jefferson is one of those dudes this week. I believe in his talent. He's clearly the number two guy in Minnesota, especially with Dalvin out. Get yourself some Justin Jefferson. If you roster him, go back to the well. Get him in your starting lineups. It is the week to get him. It is the week to start him. I believe in Justin Jefferson this week. Tip 10, final tip, is also kind of tied to tip 9 is you got to stream and start Kirk Cousins this week, man. He's playing the Falcons. I just talked about it. This this has little to do with Kirk Cousins and almost entirely to do with the fact that the Vikings play the Falcons and Delvin is out. Atlanta, by far and away, allows the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. In fact, every quarterback that's played 100% of the snaps has scored at least 27 fantasy points against the Falcons this year. It's a smash spot. No Dalvin. Cousins will be slinging it. He finds himself in my top 10 this week, and as such, it's an easy thing for me to say, stream Cousins, get him in your starting lineup. Things are going to be good. That'll do it for Tyler's 10 tips for week six. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at FFTylero. That's all we have today, folks. Don't forget, tell somebody you love them. Later.